Hi, Chris Fallotton here. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast. I'm so excited about my new show, Cultural Catalyst, where we help you to learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world. You can watch it weekly on my YouTube channel or listen to it here. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Cultural Catalyst, where we help you learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world. I'm your host, Chris Fallotton. And today, I have my only begotten son, Jason Valentin, with us, who is the founder and leader of BraveCo, which is a men's movement. Jay, thanks for being on today. Dad, I'm so stoked to be here with you. Hey, you have a huge passion to see God, to see men actually walk in the fullness of God in their lives. Yeah. When did that passion start in your life? Yeah, I mean young, right? So before the days of internet. Yeah. And even maybe cable TV for us <laughs> growing up in Weaverville. Because we lived in Weaverville. Yeah, out in the woods. Um, I just remember specifically you telling me stories about the Bible, you know, David and his mighty men. And I remember one night, <clears throat> like we all have, I think that most people have certain encounters in their life, mm-hmm. which really shapes them. Yeah, And for, for me, sure. this is one of those. Yeah. So I was sitting around the table, you're telling me about David and his mighty men and some of the different feats that happen, right? Like a guy jumps into a pit on a snowy day with a club and kills the lion, which that's a bad dude. That's a bad dude. It is a bad dude. Because if you've ever wrestled yeah. with a house cat, yeah. like you know how how <laughs> crazy cats could be. So, yeah. you know, and then um, two guys could, could slay 10,000 dudes. I mean, yeah. just all these different stories yeah. of these men and... I remember when you were telling me that, I mean, I could still remember how my heart felt like it was just burning. Yeah. And I told you, dad, that's what I want to do, which I think you were thinking that I wanted to jump in a pit and <laughs> well, like, you kill know, some that dudes. Age probably was part of it, <laughs> which is true. Yeah. Our dog was afraid of me when I came out with my bow and arrow because I'd shoot at him and stuff. Just little kid stuff, you know? We got tired of shooting at targets. (laughs) We wanted to shoot something that was actually moving. It's true. It's true. uh, I feel bad for that dog. (laughs) I didn't kill him, though. I didn't even hurt him. You survived. Yeah. But that was the night when I realized I wanted to help broken men. And I didn't even know. I wouldn't even say today, broken men. I wanted to help the down and out. Yeah. The underdogs, which is, that's, that's who you describe these men as, yeah. right? David and his mighty men. Like, you'd be like, Jay, these guys were the outcasts. These yeah. were the guys that nobody wanted yeah. that, you know, had sinned, done all these things. Yeah. And then they were transformed at, back into their original creation. Yeah. And to me, even today, like, nothing fires me more than seeing humanity restored back into its fullness. So a father connect to a son, a daughter connect to uh, a mom, uh, uh, a married couple restore their marriage. Just watching the transformation from broken identity, um, insecurity, uh, you know, the sin really distorts and defiles yeah, us. Yeah. And more than that, we're supposed to be these strong, powerful equippers, these men who... Um, are great, you know, producers, managers. And so that's, that's when it happened. And, and so I was really young. Why is it important for men to actually find their true identity? Yeah. Anything less than, than how God created you, you spend the rest of your life trying to prove something that you never should have to work for. 
Explain that a little bit more. Yeah. So when when God created us, he said, I love you. Mm-hmm. You're valuable. If you never do anything else for me, mm-hmm. right, you're loved. Yeah. And you're worthy of love. And we know because how not we're... For perfor- not so you'll perform. Yeah. But because of your yeah. creation. And of course, man is supposed to perform. Yes. Like God puts Adam on this earth and he says, work. Yeah. Be cultivate fruitful. the garden. Yeah, cultivate, be fruitful, multiply. And yeah. so a man has to work. And we could talk about that a yeah. little bit more. But when you when you didn't have a good upbringing, yeah. when you didn't have parents who nurtured you, who promoted you, who protected you, who saw what God was doing in you, and, you know, who just gave you encouragement mm-hmm. in life and then brought you up. When you don't have that, you try to, you, you believe what your parents believed of you mm-hmm. and what your environment of you. So they say that you become what you think you're the most important people in your life think of mm-hmm. you. And if you, the most important people think in your life thought that you were awesome, you become that. Yeah. You live that. Yeah. And if they didn't think you were awesome, well, why would you think that you're awesome? Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. And so I think. You don't make that connection with God who becomes the most important person in your life too. Yeah. And and your purpose in life comes out of your identity. Yes. And so if you never really figure out who you are and how you were made, then you spend your whole entire life chasing things that you are never meant to chase, wasting time, living in pain because you don't feel worthy of love. You yeah. don't feel worthy of care. So um, you spend your whole entire life trying to make money to prove that you're a valuable man, trying to you know chase women to prove that you're a powerful man, that you have what it takes. And, and not only is it a waste of time, but it's just a really tough, challenging way to live. And all of us, every human being was put on this planet to not just glorify God, but to co-labor with God, to have a real mm-hmm. deep sense of purpose and meaning. And that's impossible. Yeah. It, it's impossible to fully walk that out unless you know uh, who God is in you and who he is through you. You know, I love what you're saying because there is a big difference from in working for love yeah. and working from love. Yeah. There's a huge difference from working from my identity yeah. as there is working for my identity. It's true. And it sounds like semantics. Yeah. But it, it actually is a lifelong journey of, of as you just said, yeah. when I'm working when I'm working so I can have an identity, the truth is I never work hard enough, long enough, or well enough. To actually feel good about myself. And the main motivator, so so here's the real problem, is the main motivator is shame. Yes. Is fear, is powerlessness. And so insecurity. Like, insecurity. You may you may get to the same place working for love and working from love. You mm-hmm. may get to the same end result. Mm-hmm. You know, you may start a business. Like it looks the same on the outside. Well, right. and you could accomplish the same thing, right? Yeah. So let's say that let's say that I'm kind to my wife. Yeah. But let's say that I'm kind to my wife because I'm afraid of her. Yeah. What's the wrong motivation? Or I'm I'm afraid of failing. Afraid of failing. Or I have I have insecurity, so I all of these things, right? Yeah. So, you know, the journey is just as important as the destination. Mm-hmm. And when you live a life of shame, pain, regret, it, you're right. Like, 
living for love or living from love, fighting for victory or fighting from victory sounds like semantics. It's the heart. It's the motive. It's the mindset. And that's everything. And it is the journey that you just explained. The process of working from love is actually a completely different process than working for love. It really is because there's creativity in there and there's there's faith in there and there's hope in there and there's peace in there, right? The journey of of from love has the fruit of the spirit in it. Yeah. And the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, it does. goodness, long suffering. Long suffering, yeah. Perseverance, right? The journey of for love. I'm working for love. It's fear, it's powerlessness, it's insecurity, yeah. it's shame. And listen, to be honest, you and I are both working out those things in our life at different levels. Yeah. Uh, you know, work through God, working through God at different seasons of our life. Mm-hmm. We end up in really hard places and you realize, oh, shoot, I am trying to prove that I'm enough or I'm trying yeah. and you got to get back into like, okay, I still need to be responsible. I still need to show up on time. I need to keep my word. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes my, what you're saying is sometimes my actions don't change. No. Most of the time they don't. But my motive changes. My motive changes. Jay, this is a great conversation. Most men are born with the desire to be strong and brave, but often they're not nurtured, in a, as you just mentioned, yeah. when they're young men, and they feel incapable and insecure. So we just talked about the problem, really, right? Yeah, yeah. So how would you encourage men to feel secure in his ability and strong and be strong and courageous? Yeah. So it's kind of like we're, we're, we're yeah. kind of heading that direction yeah, already. No, and I love it. Um, you know, everybody wants to be confident. Yeah. But it's impossible to have real confidence except for through doing and accomplishing. You can have the courage to do something but not have the confidence to do something. Those are two different things. Whoa, that's... Yeah. And having the courage to do something and have the confidence... Uh, often they have a different result, right? If I have the confidence that I can show up, lead well, you know, take on the challenge in front of me, that's almost more valuable than the courage Mm -hmm. because with that confidence comes a measure of courage. And so what was supposed to happen when we're young, right? Like for me, for instance, I had a dad who said, make all of your mistakes at home, literally. I can mm-hmm. remember that conversation mm-hmm. when you looked in my eyes and said, son, you're 15. I want you to make all of your mistakes at home because you have me, mm-hmm. which didn't mean it was going to be fun to fail in front of you. No. Sometimes I got a spanking. Uh, sometimes I got good feedback. Mm-hmm. But what you were saying to me is I want you to grow up a confident, healthy, whole man that has answered this question in your heart and in your head. You have what it takes. Yeah. Because that's the question that all men are asking all the time. Do I have what it takes? And the But the only way to really answer that, right, masculinity is something that's supposed to be poured into a man, mm-hmm. not something that we're born with. Mm-hmm. And this confidence that I have what it takes was supposed to be poured in from father to son and even brother to brother on some level, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. This, this peer thing kind where we're encouraging one another. Kind of yeah, and even from mother to son too, yeah. right? The of culture course. is validating the shaping of me. Mm-hmm. And without me being shaped by a culture that says, you can do it. We're here with you. Mm-hmm. Good try, try again. Let me give you some feedback. Without that, you become a self-made man. Mm-hmm. And you live a life with the fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. You live a life being afraid that 
people who want to be around you aren't always going to be around you. You know, there's just all these different mm -hmm. lies that, that we live with. And so um, I can't remember the original question, but I, I well, think I'm on the right track. We're talking about the fact that, you know, so we, we're talking why it's about so important. why it's so important and also how do we get there? Because oh, it yeah. takes a, a woman to give birth to a male, yeah. but it takes, a, it takes a man to give birth yeah. to a man, right? Yes. So how we get there, I just built up why we need it. Yeah. How we get there is, I mean, this the same way that you got broken, you also get fixed. So, mm. you know, if you don't have confidence in your ability, it's because you weren't supposed to derive your own confidence for starters. Mm -hmm. So you gave me, you encouraged me, you gave me courage to do the first few things that I did. So other people around you, especially men, me. but also mothers and Pouring sisters, in. they pour into you. And part of what they pour into you is this confidence in you. You can do it. And the challenge for you to actually move forward in your masculinity. 100%. You know, I was just on a call with 12 guys, um, 12 powerful leaders that we do a once a week call. And... We're all doing that, right? So we all leave our ego at the door, which means you can tell the truth. Yeah. And the power in a group like that isn't the wisdom that comes out of that, although that's good. Yeah. It's it's the power that you're in my corner. You may not know what to tell me, but I know that you're with me. Connection. It's the connection. And then I also know that you're going home and you're living the same way that I'm living. Mm -hmm. We have a standard. So, you know, what you gave me at home is you set the standard. Mm -hmm. You set this bar. And then you gave me some tactics, some tips, some encouragement. Um, but I also watch you live it out every day. Mm -hmm. Men need that. You know, you're not going to learn what you need to learn from a podcast, guys. Mm -hmm. You're going to need some of it. You're going to learn some of it. Yeah. You're not going to – there's no replacing having men in your life, yeah. sharpening you. Because theory isn't sharp. No. You know, you have to get in there and and grind with other men. You got to mm -hmm. do the conflict, right? You have to, you got to fail in front of them. You have to know that you're unconditionally loved. Well, how do you know if you're unconditionally loved if you never fail in front of somebody? Yeah, it's iron sharpens iron, right? Proverbs yep. says iron sharpens iron. If you hang out with fools, Proverbs says you become a fool. But if you hang out with wise men, you become wise. You're saying that it actually is like it is an action. Like you have to be involved. Yeah. And it's out of that. It's out of that iron sharpening iron. It's out of hanging around with wise people. Yep. It's 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 doing life with people who are ahead of you, mm -hmm. that actually mold you and creates in you. It's true that that masculine kind of thing. And you know, it's uh, Jesus never called any of us Christians. It's funny because first century Christians yeah. were not called Christians yeah. probably till ninety years after Christ. They were called disciples, and the nature—the right. nature of a disciple—the word means learner. So the nature of a disciple is that he or she's being discipled. Right. Like if I said I'm married, you know, I have a husband or a wife, right? Yep. If I say if I say I'm a student, you know, I I'm in some sort of I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah. So the nature of the fact that I say I'm a disciple, that word actually demands. Yep. That I'm being discipled. I'm being sharpened. I'm being sharpened. Yep. And I think a lot of people are followers of Christ, and I'm not putting them down. Yep. But they're not discipled, not because they're bad men or women, but because that we've lost the strategy and the structure that Jesus gave us, 
when he said, make disciples yeah. of all nations. Yeah. At, or when he called us a disciple, the nature of it is, I'm a learner, therefore I have a teacher. Yeah, it's true. You know, there's a, a African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And the challenge with the self-made man is that he never, ever reaches his full potential. And then wherever he gets, he typically can't sustain. Yeah. And then the other part is, you know, the loneliness factor, right? Yeah. And so, guys, it's so much funner. It's so much funner to to be a part of a group of men that are going the same direction yeah, and running after the same things, which is mostly your core values, right? Yeah. And your characters, not necessarily the same goal. Um, and and I, I just think that so many men have it in theory. Right? I go to church on Sunday or, which is cool and, and, good. and needed, good start. but you got to have guys in your life that are, are shaping you and molding you. Jay, we're on the same subject here, but what about, let's talk a little bit about fatherlessness because Brave Coke yeah. has birthed out of this Malachi 4 yeah. that says, in the last days I'm sending Elijah the prophet. He's going to restore the hearts of fathers back to sons and daughters and sons and daughters of fathers. And we, as you and I know, I just wrote a book called Uprising. Which I love. But we, we talk, in the book we talk about the fact that we are in the most fatherless generation yeah. in the history of the world in which our fathers are alive but not home. So... How would you encourage these people who grew up without a father? And I think you've, you've touched on it already. Yeah, yeah. But what are some practical steps that you would give them for healing the places where their dad was absent? Yeah. I think for starters, I don't know that the world understands the devastating impact of fatherlessness. And even, I think even our, you know, our listeners you yeah. have a podcast, I have a podcast. I don't even know if we all do, yeah. because we actually, all of us were born into this. It's true. Father's generation. Yeah. Uh, homelessness, um, suicide, addiction, incarceration, abortion, uh, all of that. Homosexuality. All of that. Rape. You can lead, all, you can trace all of that back to fatherlessness. Yes, you can. Statistically. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> you know... When you have, when you grow up in a home where dad's not there, and he's not there because he's at war. Yeah. When he's your not dad's, doing, he's out. He's not out doing something noble, so you can be proud of him. When your dad's not there because he doesn't want to be there, it's a message. There's you have a message on your door. You have a message on the family that says you're not worthy. And you're not valuable enough for me to fight for my marriage and fight for you as a, as a son or a daughter. No. And on top of that, right, you give permission. It becomes a big open door to live the same way that I'm living and yeah. do the same way that I'm doing because the, the family unit isn't worth, isn't worth the, the responsibility, isn't worth the sacrifice. And so I think for starters, we have to understand the devastating effects uh, emotionally, mentally, physically on our society Mm -hmm. simply because dad's not showing up. Yeah. It's devastating. So, you know, a whole bunch of men, um, and women and, uh, you know, marriages are, are just shattered and looking to rebuild that, you know? So where do you go? I think you have to start with God. 
You know, God is supposed to be our main source for direction, protection, identity, comfort, unconditional love, healing, mercy. He's supposed to be at the core of us. And I actually think that that's one of the best things that ever happened to you. When I look at your life, mm-hmm. especially at my age now, because I've worked with so many men, mm-hmm. you're an anomaly. Yeah. So, you know, y- you grew up in a, in a poor home mm-hmm. uh, where your dad died mm-hmm. at the age of three for you. And, you know, you didn't talk for a whole year after that, mm-hmm. which tells you the kind of pain yeah. that, that you were not even, yeah, and not even able to describe yeah. what's going on. And then grew up in a very violent home, mm-hmm. you know, with stepfathers and, and all that to then have a a healthy marriage, not even just a okay marriage, but for you to mm. as to watch all that chaos, the mayhem in your life, and to come out on the other side and have a healthy marriage is, I mean, it's it is mind blowing. And what I attribute that to, obviously, is the men that came into your life, which we can talk about because I think that's really important. But also the genuine relationship that you had with God, mm-hmm. where the you know, your grandfather gave you a non-Christian mm-hmm. uh, love, love, which was cool. Yeah, like he showed you what a, what a man does. He didn't yeah. show you how to love your wife. No, but he showed you the responsibility of a man. Yeah, right to to work hard, to show up, to to finish a job. You know that persevere. Yeah. You yeah. like your grandpa be wasn't putting be up with courageous. your crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but then a lot of the a lot of the wounds that were inside of you, you know, you didn't go to counseling Mm-mm. like I tell most people to. Of course. And they should. Like, you didn't do all that. You have a really unique, you had a really unique relationship with God mm-hmm. who fathered you through a lot of those tough times. And I don't know why God chose you like that, but he did. And and the reason why I say that is, you know, 15 years old, God speaks to you audibly, mm-hmm. or 16 15, yeah. It doesn't happen to everybody. No. I don't know why. It just doesn't. And, you know, uh, uh, different people in this life have different favor on their life. And I'm not saying you have more in one area yeah, or less. different. But it was that was something that God gifted you. Mm-hmm. And so you had no doubt that there was a God that loved you. And so when you finally met him, mm-hmm. you know, you, had, you have a deep conviction mm-hmm. with God that you know, most people don't have, Mm -hmm. especially people that didn't get raised up into it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that was a massive help in your life. Men need that. And then, you know, when I, the day I found the Lord, I also was given a father, a spiritual father. Yeah. Which is the same day, which is a second piece to this conversation, right? So you got a spiritual father and then you literally were asked, hey, which one of these guys yeah. do you want to be your spiritual father? Yeah. And you picked the better looking one. Yeah. But they were only, you know, three years older than yeah, you. Yeah, they were twenty one. They're probably they're probably twenty two and I was eighteen. Which just tells you like, you know, you don't have to have somebody full of wisdom. No. You just have to have somebody that's a step further that believes in you. And I so I think a lot of men today, you know, you gotta get plugged into the source, yeah. man. Because you're, there's just, this life is so challenging. A, a good life is challenging. It was meant to be. And when you look at the different stages into manhood, you see that life wasn't, life was never designed to be easy. Mm-hmm. It was designed to be lived in faith, in connection, 
And these challenges graduate us into the next phase of our journey. Yeah. And you just can't do that again without having real men in your life, real connections that love you and know you. So powerful because, you know, just 10 minutes ago we were talking about identity. Yeah. And then when we find Christ, we start to, our, our identity unfolds like an onion. Yeah. And we hear the Lord say things like, you're more than a conqueror. Right. And we're like, I'm a more than a conqueror. Yeah. Well, I, I don't stop to think that means there'll be things to conquer. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I was actually born for victory, which means I was going to have a battle because there's no victory without a battle. My favorite thing, right, is the Christians love Ephesians, where it's talking about put on the full armor of God. Yeah, Ephesians 6. Yeah, and, and I think that they, nowadays, like, Kids probably learn that and think about, you know, their video games like, yeah, I got to gear up for this. <laughs> yeah. But what's crazy is Ephesians takes us through this whole armor that mm-hmm. we're supposed to be wearing, you know, the belt of righteousness and yeah. all that stuff, the shield of faith. Yeah. And, but then there's nothing on your back. Yeah. When you think, when you go through that whole list, right? Yeah. Helmet like, of salvation, yeah. breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth. Loins, you know, yes. So not only is there a battle that we're that we are born into, every man, which is part of your calling, men, yeah, is that you're in a war, and your job is to bring peace to chaos. Yeah. So if you're wondering, like, what's my job? To bring peace to chaos. Yeah. That's what you have all this Destroy armor. Destroy the works of the devil. Yeah, which is awesome, right? And <clears throat> because every man needs a battle, but but then you were never meant to retreat, which. Is so tough, and you go from anything, not really, because the guy that's got your back is God, and uh, he, he's uh, he doesn't run backwards. He's actually called your rear guard. Yeah, the I glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Why don't I have armor in the back? You just said it. I I was never born for retreat. No, nope. my body, my the way I'm actually designed. Let's go forward. Is to move forward. I I can actually run faster forward. Like four times faster forward than I can backwards. With less like, energy. Yeah, more efficiency. My feet are turned forward. I have no eyes in the back of my head, which is interesting that I actually don't have an eye in yeah, the back of my head. Totally. Even my ears are pointed forward. Like everything that I do, the way I've created is to actually, I'm actually not made to back up. No. And so I think for men, you know, you were designed to. To be born into a war, to know that you can win, it's part of what makes this life awesome, and it's it's why one of the fruits of the spirits is long suffering, yeah. it's perseverance. James clearly tells us con- to consider it joy when you encounter various trials, for the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and when perseverance runs its course, you won't lack anything. Right? That's a paraphrase, yeah. but it's talking about. If you, men, if you're out there and you feel like, man, I'm lacking so much in my life, it's probably because you're running out of the battle. Yeah. You're retreating. You're running away from the battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're shortcutting yourself. Yeah. But it's really hard to stay in the fight alone. That's what I learned in my divorce. Yeah. Right? I learned I, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. It's too wearing. It's too long. It's lonely. Um, it, there's too much pain. You know, doing this life on your own, it's impossible. So the easy solution to that, right? The really easy solution is join something. You know, mm-hmm. join a small group at church. Yes. Um, join a home group. Join 
Brave Co. There's so many different things that you could do to be literally, practically invite men into your life Mm -hmm. that want to do life like you want to do life. Yeah, Brave Co. Let's just talk about that for a minute because uh, not not just give a plug for Brave Co., but because we both have put so much work into this structure and strategy. Thinking through this exact conversation, like, great, we we have all these values. How do we actually help men? Like, how do I actually practically help a man yeah and i was a part of the promise keepers movement which right. was beautiful and wonderful and Incredible. by the way i learned so much there but we didn't even ha- we didn't have the technology really no. to stay together so you have some stuff on brave code just t- talk for a minute yeah about just it. super quick so what we what we realized i mean over the years of helping people i've been counseling people for 20 years yeah. now at this point and you realize really quick like ministry without discipleship is almost fruitless. Yeah. You know, getting saved, we saw in Billy Graham's um, ministry, less than 10% of the people that got saved stayed saved, mm-hmm. which is not a slam on Billy Graham, yeah, by the way. walking with God. Yes, yeah, stay walking with God. And so we were supposed to be disciples. We're meant to live in discipleship and continue that journey. So um, last year, we discipled 500 men at Braveco, and we have a year-long discipleship program for men. Um, and which has been phenomenal. Um, and we're taking a little bit different route this year. So mm-hmm. we have our foundations of masculinity, which is 12 video series that literally walks you through what does it mean to be a man? What's my role? Um, how to set healthy boundaries, how to be present in your family, how to be present for yourself, how to deal with your emotions, how to work through pain, you know, all the things that you yeah. go, what do I need to know as a man? Yeah. What we should did, your daddy have taught you? Yeah. So we did, we have 12 uh, weeks of that. And guys can go through that on their own. Yeah. They can go through that in a small group. Um, I'm currently, that's what I was doing earlier, was leading uh, 12 guys through the Foundations of Masculinity course. It's awesome. And it is awesome. I'm telling you, like, uh, again, it's not just the content, which the content's great. I mean, we spent $80,000 filming last year. It's awesome. Yeah. But it's a way, here's the thing. It's a way for a guy to go, Joe, Mike, Bill, let's go to the next level in our life. Yes. Let's grow in God. Let's co- become confident in our ability as a man. Let's grow deeper together as brothers. Let's do this for 12 weeks. So that's easy. You can go to braveco.org. Braveco.org. Yep. Sign up for that. They can all jump into, you know, all they can all buy the Foundations of Masculinity and do it together. Yeah. So get to braveco.org. Yeah. All the resources are there. Yep. Also, I want to say we have a, a fathering, uh, father series and, uh, uh, partnering with my new book, Uprising. My new book comes out on October. That's it's exciting. Really exciting. We have a five part. I'm reading it right now because I, it's actually, this is just brand new. We just, it's just coming out with it. A five part video series featuring stories of hope in this father's generation. You can learn more about that. It's www theuprisingbook.com. Let me do that one more time. www.theuprisingbook.com. Check it out. Five-part video series on, on this father's generation and what you can do to solve that in your own life. God bless you. Jay, thanks so much for being on the Cultural Catalyst Show and sure appreciate your ministry. Love you, Dan. Love you too.
Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. If you want to find out more, read my blog or listen to the previous podcast episodes. Go to chrisvelton.com. Have an awesome day. Thank you.